Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's fish at six. There's the six bombs on the wall. It must be time. Dallas Cowboys talk, fish at six. And away we go. Top 10 takes tonight uh, and a couple of hellos. First of all, to my neighbor, Rich, who had us over the other day, who watches every night and sometimes walks over across the street and looks into my office to see what's going on over here. Rich, just stay in your homes. Also, a shout out to Tommy Buster, who last night gave me a, uh, a super chat howdy. And I think Tommy's all mad because I didn't catch it. I'm going to try to work on a new system. Maybe I need to hire more producers to tell me who's super chatting me. So, uh, uh, the refund, super chat, or don't. I don't know. There's John Jones right there on time. I've been a member for 12 months. Yeah, and the Uncle Fish Premium Club. Thank you for being in the Uncle Fish Premium. Here we go. Top 10 takes. Get in, get on, be good. Bring some of the beginning left to the table. Would you please? You can catch the show, of course, also in podcast form. The link is right below. And if you want Uncle Fish cowboy-like merch, the Uncle Fish store link is right below as well. As Starlight says... Smash the like button. The like button, when you hit the like button, it gives you authority on YouTube. And this is an actual fact. Uh, it allows fish heads in Cowboy Nation, 66,000 strong, uh, to dictate the way Cowboys coverage goes on YouTube. This is an actual fact. So please do hit the like button. In fact, right now, if 16 people would hit the like button, that's good enough for me. On the count of three, three, two, and one. And away we go. Item one, the Woody Comp. And Darren Woodson, friend of the show, not the first person to say that this Cowboy defense is reminiscent of, and of course, the first reaction in Cowboy Nation would be well, reminiscent of the, the great Cowboys teams of the 90s. And he says, no, the Hurt family, Uncle Fish Premium, Fish, I can monitor the Super Chats for you. Tell me how. It, it would be a godsend. So Woody's talking, I think this was this with, with ESPN, Shefty? And, oh, be quiet. And, uh, and he talks about the Baltimore Ravens defense, the Ray Lewis defense. And you know what? Micah Parsons talks about the Ray Lewis defense too. And Micah Parsons has met with Ray Lewis. And they've talked about it. I like it. Here's, uh, I, I, I think if I'm you, I like it better if Woody would have said they're kind of like our old defense. But maybe he thinks, maybe he thinks that Ravens, Ray Lewis defense was better than your old defense. I don't know. Or maybe he's being Woody, maybe he's being immodest. But he said about this defense, they, they get upset when they give you an inch. And then he goes back to the Baltimore thing and he goes, Go back and watch on the sideline when they gave up a play or gave up a touchdown. <laughs> Guys, 
guys would get in an argument on the sideline about whose fault it was. Not, you know, semi-good-natured argument, but an argument nevertheless. Uh, Robert M., fish is greater than Bristol, and it ain't even close. I appreciate you saying that. Um, it's a If this doomsday, if this is anything like either one of those groups, and so far it is, um, the, the, the folks that are ranking you anywhere less than the best team in the NFC are wrong. Thank you, John Jones, for uh, jumping into the Uncle Fish premium level. Item two. Come on, Marquise Bell. Where Micah lines up, and John Machota offered this up of The Athletic. And it's really interesting to see the graduation of Micah into something different. And then to go back to what McCarthy said in Micah's very first training camp, let's do that because I was there. Machota, where Micah lined up in his first two seasons and then his first two games in season three. 2021. Uh, oh, this is in the first two games of each season. 2021, 49 times on the defensive line, 38 times at linebacker. And yes, it's true. Three times he was kind of a cornerback. So he's, so he's split fairly evenly to begin his rookie season. Now, this is after McCarthy said, after a couple of first days of training camp, he says, we're giving him too much. We're asked, we, we can see that he could do all these things and we're asking him to do too much. We're, we're making him learn too much too fast at training camp. So they backed off a little bit and then still used him as a multiple chess piece in those first two games, including drop back and play essentially cornerback. Then we get to 2022. And again, game script can do this. The opponent can do this. Injuries and all the rest. Ninety-five plays in the first two games on the defensive line. Twenty-four at linebacker. One at cornerback. And this is a realization and a revelation about what was going on with the coaching staff over the course of that first year. As you guys remember, I'm sure. They did not draft him as a pass rusher. And they're very honest about it. They don't, they don't pretend that they did. They drafted a linebacker. And they knew he was athletic and they knew he was versatile and they knew he could do a bunch of things. But th this was a linebacker. And then he shows up and starts doing stuff and they're going, oh, wow. And of course, the scouting department had done its research about his athleticism and having played running back and fooled around with punt returns at Penn State, all that stuff. But he has, he has developed into other things as he's gone on. And we'll get to uh, Dan Quinn's comment on that in a moment. Okay. And so now, where does he line up this year? Again, subject to change. Game script, opponent, score. 
70 snaps on the defensive line, 11 snaps at linebacker. Now, one thing that we don't break down here, and this gets a little twisty and turny. 70 snaps on the defensive line, 11 at linebacker. Okay, consider this, first of all, for a moment, okay? That's 81 snaps in two games that Micah plays this year. Last year in the first two games, he played 90, he played 120. That's game script. Last year, he played 120 snaps in his first two games. This year, he's played 81. What we haven't broken down, I, I, I need to kind of sniff around on this. What about defensive tackle? Because it hasn't always been defensive end. Dustin Peterson, he said, look for him on offense this season too. And I think that idea, Dustin, I appreciate that. It's an adorably stupid idea. It's adorable. Keeps things interesting in practice. I'm for that. Not in real games. And here's why. My short explanation of why. Some of you have heard this before. If he's good enough to be a running back instead of Tony Pollard, then he should be a running back instead of Tony Pollard. If we're doing it just to be cute, I, I don't I don't like cute. I, I you know what you know what's cute? Uh, puppies. Actually, I don't even think puppies are that cute. That's just what you're supposed to say. Item three. On this very show in February of 2022, Deion Sanders made his very first proclamation about his coaching future. I am not interested in going the NFL. I'm too old fashioned. Uh, I don't like to make guys have to work for their money. He said it right on this show. Since then, he's been asked again and again and again. Why won't the national media believe him? He's saying no. Why do you, not you guys, why do you guys keep writing yes? Well, someday, I, I don't know about someday. Well, that, what if they gave him more money? I assume he already considered that they might give him a lot of money. He said no. If you trust in Dion. Have faith in Dion. I'm a Dion believer. You don't need receipts on me. I'm convinced. If you're a believer and you're convinced and we don't need receipts on you and you have faith in Dion, why don't you believe him when he says, no, I'm not interested in going to the NFL? Stink Floyd, but his eyes say yes. <laughs> Paul Gale has the real answer. Uncle Fish Premium Paul Gale. Because creating a discussion about it, even when there isn't one, is clickbait. And we talk a lot about clickbait. I, around here, I like to call what we do fishbait. Yes, we want you to read the story. Yes, we want the thumbnail to appeal to you. Yes, we want you to come into the big tent. And then we deliver. We, we're the ones that interviewed Dion. We don't have to speculate. <laughs> Item four. 
Micah doing his Bleach Report podcast broadcast, observing, speaking of uh, Deanna in Colorado, that hit on Travis Hunter. And um, once again, Charisma Dog. He didn't, he didn't rip anybody. He chastised the kid and uh, who hit Travis Hunter and said, you know, listen, we're brothers in this thing. Let's not do that to each other. That's the way to do it. And by the way, Dion did it too. Dion did a little press conference when she said, because the kid, the Colorado State kid is getting death threats. Dion said, he's a good football player and he's trying to be a good person. Don't, don't do that to him. And that'll be the end of it. Same, semi-sane people won't do it to him. Good for Dion. Because, because us against, the, what I love about Dion on that one is us against the world is just a saying. Because it's just a football game. <laughs> Item five. Friend of the show, Anthony Brown. Apparently healthy enough. Had a cup of coffee with the Ravens, was on the Steelers practice squad, and the 49ers call him up and say, come to the 53-man, and away he goes. And as you know, I hold him in the highest esteem, um, a, a serious person, and always a smile on his face, but he always would assassinate you on the football field in a clean way. I've told you the story about the punctured lung and the broken rib, and he said, I'll, I'll keep playing. And, and did, and came back too early, insisted on coming back just this much too early. Uh, I, I want Anthony Browns on my team. Now, it didn't work on this team. This team turned the page for obvious reasons and understandable reasons, but now he plays for the 49ers. And no, this won't be about the 49ers trying to get Anthony Brown to tell them Cowboys secrets. They, they, they play the Cowboys enough. They know all the Cowboys secrets. This is about Anthony Brown, the football player. And again, October 8th, Sunday night at San Jose, uh, Marsha and I will be there. And now looks like Anthony Brown will be there too. <laughs> Item, Dak Prescott, I think, I don't know if Ed Werder uh, got this, Ed Werder and the Cowboys both made this note. He'll play in his 100th game on Sunday. 100. According to the Cowboys, he's the only quarterback in NFL history with at least 150 touchdown passes and 25 rushing touchdowns in his first 100 career games. He has crowded in 100 career games. He has crowded in there a lot of scoring, guys, and one interception season, one bad interception season, and all the rest of it, a lot of scoring. And that number is a fact. That's not a debate. It's not an opinion. It's not, uh, Mr. Mack, that's fungible. It's not fungible, Jerry. It's real. <laughs> Item, speaking of Jerry, he goes on 105 Through the Fan and says, regarding the offensive line injuries, the two starters, he thinks Zach Martin with the ankle will not miss playing time. He means on Sunday. Not on Wednesday. Uh, I'll be at practice on Wednesday, and we'll we'll see. He said that Tyler Smith with the hamstring has a real shot of playing on Sunday, but did not necessarily say he's practicing on Wednesday. What we've learned, of course, 
certainly with Zach Martin. He doesn't have to practice on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to be able to play on Sunday. We know that. We don't know that yet about Tyler Smith, just the way he's built. I suspect, yes, and you hope, yes, and we'll see. I'll be at practice tomorrow. 75-member staff will be inside the star. Uh, we will be inside practice. We will be with Mike McCarthy. We'll be in the locker room, and uh, we'll hang out with your Dallas Cowboys, and then we'll come back and report to you uh, throughout the day, including, of course, Fish at 6 after the whole uh, workout, press conference, and locker room is over with. Item. Jerry's saying the same thing about Brandon Cooks. There's optimism there. And here's here's my thought on Brandon Cooks with the assumption that they that he was close to playing. Or, you know, by on Friday they were calling it a game time decision. They backed off a little bit from that. And then we went out there. We I was at ATT Stadium watching, and he didn't do stuff in the pregame. Like nothing. And that was your sign that, well, game time decision, maybe, but uh, you know, maybe game time happened at 11 o'clock in the morning. So this can be different this week at Arizona. Uh, I've gently suggested that, you, what are you now, 13-point favorites there, that if, if there's anything injury risky about it, maybe you don't need to do it. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, VJ, Circle and the Star, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get the Circle and the Star? Ask the fellas, they'll show you how. Fish, can you comment on Michael Gallup? A lot of people bashing him. I I don't see, obviously there hasn't been production. I don't see an issue. I'm not sure why it's an issue. Uh, the, the score dictated in both these games how often they needed to throw. The Cowboys found that they could have C.D. Lamb not be covered by Sauce Gardner, so they threw it to C.D. Lamb when he wasn't covered by Sauce Gardner. That seems like a good idea to me. Now, what I guess we have to go back and look at, when Lamb wasn't being covered by Sauce, was Sauce covering Gallup? Bill Matrenko, Uncle Fish Premium, suggests that that's exactly what happened. That Michael Gallup went over here where Sauce was. Sauce stayed with Michael Gallup, shut him down. Sauce is better than Michael Gallup. But over here, CeeDee Lamb, they couldn't guard him. That works. That's okay. Right? And then, of course, uh, the, the feeding of the tight ends is a factor here, too. Clearly, game plan-wise, the Cowboys thought for all the good things that the Jets do on defense, and that's a very good defense, uh, maybe maybe they can't handle our tight ends. And in the end, that turned out to be true as well. So they couldn't really handle your running game. They couldn't really handle CeeDee Lamb, and they couldn't really handle your tight ends. That's enough. Oh, having said all that, Brandon Cooks obviously wants to play. He's seeing Buda Baker, their best defensive player, the safety on IR, and surely drooling. Jeff T. Uncle Fish Premium. Fish, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Michael needs to needs to appear and start showing something. Why? 
He needs to show he's not a number three, but a number two. Why, though, Jeff? I understand that you're upset, but why? Why does he need to do that? I saw somebody uh, write, Michael Gallup needs to be held accountable. What, he was dad? Sima. Item. I guess this is item nine. We're flying through this. I do wish my name was Buddha Baker. By the way, his mom, when he was a little baby, thought he looked like a Buddha. And so she nicknamed him Buddha, not probably aware that every baby looks like a Buddha. Uh, curse, talking about what we want to do against running quarterbacks. Now, some of this is talk. And I haven't really taken a good hard look at Josh Dobbs. Maybe you guys have. On the negative side of this, how many negatives are there about what the Cowboys defense is doing? But we're going to punish you if you're a running quarterback. We're going to tackle you. We're going to treat you like a running back. We're going to hit you with our helmet. We're going to hit you with our pads. We're going to, uh, yeah, yeah. Sidebar, I, I think you guys are having a great discussion of Tolbert. All what you want from Tolbert, what you want from Gallup, what you want, just do your job. Just do your job and effectively help us win. Did, did Michael Gallup, has Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert, have they done their jobs effectively enough to help the Cowboys win? And the answer is yes. I think that's the end of the bar room and we walk into the classroom? The answer is yes. Richard L. Brilliant. Let's force the ball to Gallup. Sarcasm. You don't need, see, that's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of this offensive philosophy. And it's the beauty of the score being lopsided. They don't have to force the ball to anybody. That's the beauty of it. So Kerr's saying we're going to make running quarterbacks pay. Well, okay. And, and you've done it on the scoreboard uh, because you made Daniel Jones's team pay. But Daniel Jones at the beginning of that game, Daniel Jones actually was getting a little, a little free on the run, was he not? So there will be more tests about running quarterbacks. The ultimate running quarterback test for this team is gonna happen twice. And it's gonna happen against the Eagles. And I will hearken back to what was said in this building when they drafted Mozzie. And Micah and Mozzie kind of both said it and they both said it to each other. No more quarterback sneaks against Dallas. In this division, which was just won by the Eagles, that is a bold thing to say. That that quarterback's not going to run the football short yards against you. If it's true, if it's true that the Cowboys have discovered the magical solution to Jalen Hurts running, Cowboys are going to win the division. They'll sweep the Eagles. If Jalen Hurts can't run against the Cowboys, the Cowboys will sweep the Eagles. Jose, what will happen 
to the other wide receivers when CD is neutralized. First of all, I think that's a wild assumption on your part that CD Lamb is going to be neutralized. Nobody ever says what happens if Justin Jefferson gets neutralized. But for the sake of the argument, what happens is Dak Prescott and the Texas Coast offense will throw it to somebody else. You will absolutely, Sugar Daddy's right, you will absolutely see a game where Michael Gallup puts up numbers. But in that same game, Jalen Tolbert might not. And then Cowboy critics will say, where was Jalen Tolbert? There's only one football. But there are two wins. Which takes us to item 10. I went into this year, I think you did too, thinking the the NFC is as weak and winnable as it's been in quite some time. That there's only three good teams. And I might still end up right. I think in the A, I think the AFC is loaded. You get to the playoffs in the AFC, you're good. You get to the playoffs in the NFC, I don't know, is I don't know how good Detroit, Seattle. And the Giants are. I don't know how good the Vikings or the Falcons are, but I know this, and I'll close with this. Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, Commanders, Saints, Buccaneers, and Falcons. All 2-0. This is the first time in NFL history that seven teams in one conference have started out 2-0. Now, we can pick through this and laugh at Washington and just go, oh, they're not, but they are. We can giggle at the Buccaneers. Well, they're not, but they are. The Falcons have a formula. Jose, adios. Welcome to the Uncle Fish Premium Club. Thank you. The Falcons have a formula. You talk about ball control and run. Their most productive guy in some ways uh, is going to be Bijan. Their second most productive guy might be the other running back. Uh, Bill, I agree. I think the enemy has helped that offense in Washington. I agree with that. Uh, I can't completely explain the Buccaneers. I cannot explain the Saints, who don't even have a running back. Cowboys, 49ers, and Eagles, I think we can all explain that. Uh, breakfast at Fishinies, 7.20 tomorrow morning as we get you ready for a Cowboy Wednesday. We do breakfast at Fishinies at 7.20. Then we hustle our ass over to the star. We bring you with us. We invite you to go to CowboysSI.com every single time you get a break in the action. In fact, like go there right now, cowboyssi.com. Thank you for being part of the Fish Family Fish. Out.